All right, Joel, say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Hashem. Okay, so we'll say thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar. To thank Stephen Terry Zinn for dedicating all of his Shimon's Rushals this month in memory of Terry's father, Dr. Harry Khan. Hertzvi Hirsch Ben Yosef Akoin. To thank Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Shuman Drushos this month in memory of Paul's grandparents, Zechariah Ben Zechariah and Dina Bas Pesach. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Moshe Davin and Hannah Artman, for dedicating the Shiurim this week in creation of the twenty-third yard site of Moshe David and Shmuel's father. Fischl Beryl Ben Yitzchak Gershon Zikronovracha. To thank our week of learning sponsors. That Ron Garden House in the Schuss of Rafu Shalema for his father-in-law, Natan Ben Rivka. We thank our Day of Learning sponsors, Yehudim Bracha Buchwalter, for thank you to Hashem and the Rafu Shalema for Bracha Adina Chana Bas Mindel Dvora. We hope that she, together with Kol Chol Yisrael, have a complete and enduring Rafua. And all of the Neshamas have an Aliyah and the families in the Chama. And a special Baruch Abba to Sayyid Haken. Baruch Hashem, just back from Eretz Yisrael. Baruch Abba. Baruch Abba, Sayyid. I'm happy to report everything ran smoothly. Baruch Hashem, right, right, the coffee, everything went great. I did a great job. Video, everything, Baruch Hashem. Okay. And anyway, we'll say, so let's go right there. So we'll say today's daf is Mem Hey 45. Actually, some really interesting Gimaras today. We are picking up on Mem Dalud Amud Beis 44B. And we are picking up two, two, four, six, eight, ten lines up from the bottom. It goes quickly. <coughs> it doesn't, but it was there. Yeah. Amrabai. Rabbi. Rabbi said, I found the friends of Rav Nassim Barashia who were sitting and discussing the following idea. So the Torah says as follows. The Torah speaking about again. It says, on the eighth day, remember again, the way we've laid out the process of the Nazir, right? It is concluding at the conclusion of his Nazir Naziris is how. Day number seven is hair cutting. Day number eight, day number eight is karbanos. The difference we saw in the Mishnah was the Machlokas Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfan about what happens if he delays hair cutting until day number eight. Rabbi Akiva says it's okay, you can still do karbanos day number eight. Rabbi Tarfan seems to say, that seems to Rabbi Tarfan says you push it to day number nine. Right? What's his logic? His logic is that Nazir and Mitzorah should follow the same model. And just like by Mitzorah, shaving and Karbanos don't go on the same day. So by Nazir, shaving and Karbanos won't go on the same day as well. Fine. So we'll say, so the positive says, by, by Nazir, on the eighth day, he'll come before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he'll bring his Karbanos. Fine. So the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says as follows. Okay. When does he come? Right? When does the going come? We'll say, when did he, when does he come to the entrance of the base of Mikdosh? Only when he does Tevilah, right? Immerses in the Mikvah and has Herev Shemesh. In other words, he has to go to the Mikvah, then the sun has to set, and the next day he comes. So the Gemara says, I should read that differently. Bismanshu, Tavah Ba'asa Herev Shemesh, in, Lo, Tavah Ba'asa Herev Shemesh, Lo. But I will say, if he did not go to the Mikvah and have Herev Shemesh, he would not be able to come in the proximity of the Mikdosh. Alma Kasavar. So we'll say, what do you see from here? Tvul Yom Shalzav. Kizav dami, that ultimately, again, the Tvul Yom of Azav has the same status, ultimately, of Zav himself. Al, so the Gemara says, Amina lahon, ana, elameata gaber nazir tami dechsev. And we'll say, what about by atame, atame nazir? Right, to our nazir tami. So what does it say by nazir tami? Where it says, 
El Akoin, the Pasik that the Gemara is quoting over here, same Pasik. The idea of some El Akoin, a Pesach, or a Moid, a Masay Huba, ultimately again, when does he come to the Mikdash? Bisman Shetava Vaasa Her of Shemesh. Same idea. When can he come before the Mikdash? Only ultimately again, where there was Tvila, and Her of Shemesh afterwards. So we'll say top of Memhe, let's analyze this. So Mikhti, let's analyze Shar Nikanar Hecha Kaimin. So we'll say where is Shar Nikanar? So remember again the Nazir <coughs> the Nazir at the conclusion of his Nedar Naziros ultimately again is doing everything opposite Shar Nikanar. I will say now what I do want to point out to you is what we're gonna do is this entire blot, this entire daft today is all about the concluding sacrifices of the Nazir. So at the end of, after the end of today's year, we're going to do in Parakhas, Halachos, Aleph, Beis, and Gimel in the Rambam. That's going to bring this together and paint a very beautiful picture of how the concluding rites of the Nazir occurred and where they took place. Because as you can understand, the Gemara is going to be a little bit back and forth. So let's go through the Gemara first. Where, where, where is the Nazir showing up? By Sharni Kanar. Where is Sharni Kanar? Hecha Kaiman. Bashar Leviya. Now we'll say, where's Sharni Kanar? So remember again, Sharni Kanar is one of the entranceways by the Azara, by the courtyard of the base of Mikdash. So we'll say, so what is that called? What is that? That's called Sharni Leviya. Now we'll say, so again, remember, that's called Leviticam. That was being a Leviticam. So remember again, the base of Mikdash is very much modeled. After the way we camped, the rush brings this down. After the way we camped in the desert, how do we camp in the desert? What's in the center? What's in the center? The Aron. We call that. We call that Machaneshchina. Machaneshchina, right? What's around the Aron? Machanelavia, right? Around Machanelavia, Machane Yisrael. So if you think about it a little bit, the Beis Hamikdash kind of follows that same model. So you have again what we'll call the Heichal. Which is the primary, the, the primary structure of the base Hamikdash? When you walked into it, that's where there was the shulchan, the menorah, the mizbeach hazav, the parochas, the curtain, then the aron. So I'll say that's machin It's machin eshchina. Outside of that, again, the gateways leading in, ultimately again machin alivia. Right, or really even outside a little bit, right? Courtyard, Machane so good. So where was Sharni Kanar? Where was Sharni Kanar? Bishari Leviya, Vatani, where the Rebbe say, Tame Mace, Motor Likanis from Machane Leviya. But one second, someone who is Tame Mace is permitted to enter into Machane Leviya. So the Gemara says, not only that, the low Tame Mace Bilvad, the Rebbe say, not only is someone who is Tame Mace permitted to enter into Machane Leviya, but what? The Gemara says, Ella Afilu Mace Atzmo. The Rebbe say, even the Mace himself, <coughs> is permitted to enter into Machana Levia. Nebuchadnezzar has a very dramatic statement. Now, where do we know that from? Shenemar Vaikach Moshe's Atzmos Yosef Imo. The Pasuk says that Moshe Rabbeinu took the remains of Yosef with him. Nebuchadnezzar, this is too much when we left Mitzrayim, right? Remember again, as Kalaliso was busy collecting the spoils of Egypt, Moshe Rabbeinu goes to retrieve the remains of Yosef. And for 40 years in the desert, Moshe Rabbeinu is in charge of those remains. So my emo, what does he mean Moshe Rabbeinu took it with him? Emo b'mechitzaso, emo b'machana levia. It means Rabbeinu said that he took it with him. Literally, again, Moshe kept it with him. Now, where did Moshe reside? Where did Moshe reside? Moshe was a levy. Now, say, now, until he moves his tent outside, okay, until he moves right, Lemaisa again, he lives in machana levia. So what do you see from here? Then not only someone who's Tame Mace could come into Machana Leviya, but even what? Even the Mace himself could come into Machana Leviya. Ella Amrabai, 
Tvul Yom Shal Zav. The rush changes the gears over here. To Tvul Yom Shal Zav, Lav Kizav Dami. Rather, what you have to say is that a Tvul what's a Tvul Yom? Tvul Yom is someone who has gone to the mikvah, but yet needs sunset, needs hair of Shemesh for his, for his Torah to be complete. So you see from here that a Tvul Yom of a Zav is not like a Zav. So I'll say, even if you want to say that the Tvul Yom of the Zav is not like a Zav, but Lamaisa, what you do see from here is that Halacha Lamaisa, someone who is Mechusr Kapara. Rebbe what's Mechusr Kapara? That's someone who has to bring Karbanos, <coughs> but has not yet brought those Karbanos. Ultimately, again, is not permitted to enter, and to enter into the Mikdash. I will say, if at the end of the day he's in Machina then ultimately, again, why is that called Oel Moed? I will say, Machina is one step removed from Oel Moed. The memory to tell us as follows. I will say, just as into, into Oel Moed, someone who is Mechusr Kapara has not yet brought his requisite carbonos, cannot enter in. So to again to Machana Levia, someone who's Mukhusar Kapara, someone who's missing his requisite Kabanos cannot enter in as well. I Bahasam Minalan and Abosai from there. Where do we know that that's true Machal Bia? The Sanya, Tame Yeah, Lerabos Tvulyom. So we'll say when it says Tame Yeah, he will be Tame, therefore cannot enter, that even refers to a Tvulyom. Right? Someone who's gone to the Mikkur just waiting for Harav Shemesh. Od tum asobo, his tumah is still with him, the rabbis mechusar kapara. To teach us that even someone who has gone to the mikvah, and even someone who has had hair of Shemesh, but has not yet brought his kabanos, is still considered to be, we'll call it ritually lacking, and therefore cannot come into the Almoid. Incredible. Again, I will say, keep this piece on pause. We're going to see ultimately where this fits into the concluding race. But here's what we know, right? Here's what I know. What do I know? That halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa, um, I say, we'll just tell you, let me just one piece of halacha lamaisa in this. Heli pass in Machlokes, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfan, in terms of, in terms of, the concluding rites of the nose. Yes, remember again, say, now this is talking about Taglachas Betuma. So I just want to point out, one of the interesting things we're going to see is that there is a very big difference between the concluding rites of a regular Nedinazirus versus a Nazir who has to restart because of Tuma. One of the most dramatic differences we're going to see is Remember, a Nazir who finishes his Nazirus, which we're going to see in just a moment. What is, well, actually. Okay, let me just finish up this piece. Hey, on on Mendal and 44b, that Mishnah was talking about a Nazir who became Tameh, is doing his ritual rites for the Tumah in order to start again. Right? How do we pass in that case? Well, I'll say in that case we pass in, again, haircutting done on haircutting done on day number seven, right, of his purification, Karbanos on day number eight. What happens if Halachalamaisa? He pushed off haircutting to day number seven. <coughs> so the Rambam Paskin is like Rabbi Akiva, namely that carbonos could occur on the same day as haircutting. So that's the resolution of that sunya. Good, I will say, new Mishnah. This is really fascinating stuff. Taglachas hatarakes. So we'll say, so now, now we're transitioning. What is the process for a Nazir who just finished out his term normally? That's called taglachas bitara. Taglachas bitara means haircutting in a state of ritual purity, which I will say means a regular Nazir, right? The Nazir was a Nazir for however long it was, it doesn't make a difference. 
Now, Bo say he's come to the end of his neder nazirus. What is the process for the conclusion? See, here it is. Taglacha satara What's the conclusion? So, say, so part one, you bring three karbanas. Now, we've, we've already spoken about this. Bring three karbanas. So, say, what do you bring? Chatos, Ola, and Shlomim. Three karbanas. So, say, I want to point out, this is also very important, which is one of the other distinctions between a Nazir Betara versus a Nazir Betuma. A Nazir Betuma brings an Asham. An Asham. A Nazir Betara does not bring an Asham. So, Nazir Betara, Chatos, Ola shlamim, v'shochet es shlamim, and I will say so. The first order of business: he shechts the shlamim first, shechts the shlamim, and what umigaleach alehem. And I will say after he shechts the shlamim, that's when he takes his haircut, right? See, so even though there are three karbanos, shecht shlamim first. After you shecht shlamim, do your haircut. If Rabbi Huda, those words Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Elazar, Amr Elazar says no. Lo haya megaleach ela alachatos. Rabbi Elazar says no, not true. You only take your haircut after the chatos. Shachatos kodemis bechol makom. So we'll say fundamental machlokes. Well, it's Rabbi Huda about the order of the kabbalos. Rabbi Huda is saying so. Shlamim comes first, and then take your haircut after shlamim. Rabbi Lazar saying chatos comes first, take your haircut after chatos. And why Rabbi Lazar says because whenever there is a chatos, chatos always comes first. Chatos always comes first. Ve'im gilach achas mishloshdan yatsa. I will say, but everyone agrees, everyone agrees that no matter what order you did the karban in, as long as you did a karban and did your haircut afterwards, ultimately you're good to go. Right? So, Bidiyavet, if you did your haircut after any one of the karbanos, you're good. Fine. Rabbi says, So, I will say, listen to this. What happens? I will say, now normally, when you bring a karban, I will say, what do you have to do? When you bring a karban, you have to articulate what this particular animal is for. Let's say you rolled into the base of Mikdush at the end of your Nedir with your three Karbanos, right? Your Chatos, your Ola, and your Asham. And you did not specify which animal is for which. So ultimately, Rosh Hashem says, no problem. Haru'i lechatos, tikrav lechatos. The animal that is fit for a Chatos is offered up as a Chatos. The Ola, tikrav Ola. An Ola for an Ola. L'shlamim, tikrav shlamim. So I will say, why does this work if you normally have to articulate? I will say, if you take a quick look at the rush, it's actually a fascinating rush. So I will say, if you see in Tosis, where it says Rabbi Eliezer, at least this is how it is on my pagination, and hopefully you have the same, where it says Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi, right, right across from there, the rush says, Velo piresh, even though normally, even though normally you have to articulate an identity for each carbon, so listen to this. As long as you said these three animals are for my nazirus, you're good to go. Now why is that? We actually learned this before. Why is that? The kisba. Because I will say again, the female sheep could only be used for a chatos. The keves, the male sheep, lola, and ayel, and the ram for shlam. I will say, what do you have going for you in this, in this case over here? You have three dissimilar animals. And each of these animals could only be used for a particular type of carbon. Right? So ultimately, again, the female sheep could only be used for um, I'm sorry, the female sheep can, can only be, can, can't be used for a chatos, right? The keves can only be used for an ola, and the ayel can only be used for a shlamim. 
So therefore, because each of these animals could only be used for a specific type of carbon, therefore, again, even if you did not specify which animal is for which, you're good to go. Because each of the animals can only be used for a specific type of carbon. Now, what you do need to say, what, what do you need to articulate? That these are for my Nazirus. So as long as you say these are for my Nazirus, then ultimately, again, then ultimately the ram is going to be for Shlamim, right? The keves is going to be for Ola, and the kispa is going to be for the Chatos. Good. Beautiful. So we'll say that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the Mishnah. Tan Rabbanon. So now watch this. Remember again, remember the fundamental machlokis we had over here was between, was between um, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Lazar. Right? So Rabbi Huda says that you shecht the shlamim first and then take your haircut afterwards. Rabbi Lazar says, no, you shecht the chatos first and then take your haircut afterwards. So here we go. Tarabanon. The Nazir will literally take his haircut at the entrance we have Oamoid. To which the Gemara says, And I will say, the Pasik is describing over here the process of the Shlomim. When the Pasik says that the Nazir is going to take his haircut opposite the Oamoid, what it's referring to over here is the Shechting of the Shlomim. Shinemar, the Shachtu Pesach Oamoid, Atom, Shlomo said, that's the Shlomim. How do you know? Maybe the Pasik is literally just saying he cuts his hair opposite the entrance of the base of Mikdash. How do you know it's referring to Shlamim? To which the Gemara says, For the Nazir just to sit there taking a haircut opposite the entrance of the base of Mikdash. Sounds very degrading to the sanctity of the base of right? The base of is not a barbershop, right? They're just sitting and taking his haircut. Rather, it must mean, it must mean that he's offering up the shlamim, and after he offers up the shlamim, that's the time in which he takes his haircut. To which the Gemara Yosha Omer, Eno Tzarech. So let's listen to this. Hare Amra Torah, the Torah says, Lo Bemalos Al Mizbichi. It will say, we know that Allah Chalamaisa, the Torah tells us that you have to have a ramp by the, by the Mizbeach, by the altar. And you can't have steps. They will say, why can't you have steps? Because modesty, modesty. So we'll say, if you can't have steps by the altar because of modesty, then Allah has come of a kama. You cannot turn the base of into a barber shop, right? And start having people taking haircuts opposite the entrance of the base of Mikdash. So we'll say, Nusach Achar B'Medrash. So we'll say, there's another version over here. B'Medrash Parshas Naso. Tegilach HaNazir. Rabbi Yoshua, Yoshua says, B'Shalom HaKasim Adaber. So we'll say, when the Pasik says, Tegilach HaNazir Pesach Oel Moe, the Gemara is suge- suggesting over here that that actually means the shechting of the carbon shlamin. O Eino Ella, maybe it refers to hair cutting. Im Kach, Amr Tor Lo Saleh, Kav Chomer L'Davrish Lo Yigaleach Pesach Oel Moe, so we'll say, it's just, it's saying the same thing. It's actually interesting. It's a quotation from the Medrash that somehow made it into the Gemara, which is very interesting. So Yitzchak says, so the Pasuk says, he will take the hair of his Nazirus and he will put it under the fire. We'll say, we're going to talk about this next. Actually, something very interesting. We're going to see 
that as you're cooking the shlamim, as you're cooking the shlamim, which you do again in the lishkas, and we'll talk about this, the Nazir cuts his hair. What does he do with his hair? He burns it in the fire underneath the carbon. We're going to talk about this. So the Pazik says he'll take his hair, his hair of his ears, Venasan Allah put it on the fire. This is a person, someone who's only, who's only missing Lekicha, the taking of the hair, and ultimately the placement of the hair in the fire. Comes to exclude someone about say, is missing the bringing of the hair as well. Others say, also an alternate version of this. <coughs> I'm sorry. Rabbi Yitzchak says, I will say that the Pasuk of is talking about the actual shechting of the shlamim. To which the Gemara says, So b'shlamakas with our oena al pesach al moid mamish. Baby means not that mamish. Go ahead and take your haircut. The opposite, the answer to the base of mikdash. Tamulam or v'lakach esayar rosh nizro. Makom shumevashel sham hayam megaleach. So I the pasuk says he will take the hair of his Naziros and he will throw it in the fire underneath the carbon that he is cooking. So what do we learn from here? In the place that he is cooking, that is where you do the hair cutting. So let me just, just pause here for just a second. Can we give you coming attractions? The Azara, right? So we know if we, if we take our visual, right? If we, if we imagine walking into the day, what did you walk into? What did you walk into? You walked into the Azara, the courtyard. In the courtyard, there are four major chambers, right? One in each of the corners. In one of the corners, the southeast corner we're going to see, there was called what's called the Lishkas Hanazirin. That was the chamber of the Nazirin. They will say, what happened in Lishkas Hanazirin? We're going to see. That's where they did their hair cutting, and that's where they cooked the shlamim. Actually, they cooked the shlamim. So the idea over here is hair cutting, hair cutting was done in the base Hamikdash compound, but it was not done opposite the entryway into the Mikdash proper. That would have been something degrading, right? That would have been something inappropriate. Good. Again, we'll see this crystallized in the Ramam. So we'll say that's why that's why when the Torah says which literally sounds like the Nazir is taking his haircut opposite the entranceway into the Beis Hamikdash, the Gemara is understanding that refers to the offering of the carbon shlamim, not to the actual haircut. So the Gemara says Vigilach Pesach there is another very interesting halacha which comes to us, I'll say, which is, when can the Nazir do his hair cutting? When the doors of the Beis HaMikdash are open. Rabbi say, remember again, the Beis HaMikdash doors were not always open. They were, Mishnah Masechus Yuma, they were opened up, Barakai, right? They were opened up at dawn. They were opened up at dawn. And they were closed again at sunset, right? At nightfall, right? So Lamai said, again, what does it mean when it says that the Nazir will do his hair cut Pesach o Amoid, it means that the hours, so to speak, for the Nazis, Nazir's haircut are when the doors of the Beis HaMikdash themselves open. Shemim Shuzuri Omer, Vigila HaNazir, Pesach o Amoid, Velonazira. Fascinating. It was said further on, another interesting Allah, what does it mean when it says that the Nazir will cut his hair at the entrance of the O Amoid? It was said what that means is the Nazir's haircut, the Nazir's haircut is done in the Azara, 
They're in the courtyard, but not the Nazira. Right? A woman, a woman who becomes a Nazira, her hair cutting is not done in the not done in the in the courtyard. Why not, Rabosai? On the base, Shema Yiskare Ba Pirche Kuna. That will say literally translated, because maybe the young Kohanim will become aroused by her. That will say, now obviously, in order to go ahead and cut the Nazira's hair, what do you have to do? You have to uncover her hair. You have to uncover her hair. So the notion of uncovering her hair in public, ultimately, again, could be something that, that, that could be a breach in modesty. So what's that's very interesting. So what I'm suggesting over here is a Nazira, where does she have her hair cutting done? Somewhere else. Not, not, not in the base of Mikdash. Not in the base of Mikdash. Right? She goes to a barber. She goes somewhere else. But Lamai said, not in the public setting. Only the Nazir does his hair cutting in the public setting, not in a zero. So I'll say, so I just want to point out, so just before we go on, so we have, well, actually, let's finish. So Mara said, Shema Yizkar Barech Yigvona. Amar Lohi said to him, one second, Lidvarecha, Sota Tochiyach. One second, I'll say, we have examples of women uncovering their hair in public. And we're not worried about ultimately, again, the Pirech Yikuna becoming aroused. But say, Pirech Yikuna are the young Kohanim. They say, the young Kohanim are around the Beis HaMikdash. V'chsev ba ve'amidu l'fnei Hashem. I, because the Ponsek is by Sota. Also, remember again, Sota is the one suspected of adultery. Her entire process happens in the public sphere. Right? The says, you, you will go ahead and literally bring her b'fnei Hashem. V'lo chayshin Hashem Yizkara. So both say, so her process takes place publicly in the Beis HaMikdash, and her hair is uncovered. Her hair is uncovered. Yet, we're not worried about the Pirach Ekuna. Here's the big difference. Amor lahem, zu kochalas upokesas, zu enokechalas upokesas. Sir, I will say, the whole chap of the sota, when the sota is brought in the Beis HaMikdash for a sota process, she is made to look unattractive. When a, when a woman is finishing her nedr nazir, Sir, I will say, but Pokelis Pokelis means she's wearing her makeup, she looks pretty, in other words, she's, she's a regular woman. She's a regular woman who takes pride in her appearance. So therefore, when she, when she comes to the Beis HaMikdash for her hair cutting, if, if she were to come to the Beis HaMikdash for her hair cutting, she's dressed up, she looks beautiful, she's wearing makeup, however woman normally presents herself. So therefore, again, if you start uncovering and cutting her hair in the Beis HaMikdash, that could be a source of arousal for the Pirchei Kahuna. The sota, the whole chap of sota, the whole, the, the, whole, the whole essence of sota process is to make the woman unattractive. That, that, that's part of the process, ultimately. So therefore, there's no chashash, ultimately, again, of arousal of the pirachei kona in those circumstances. Therefore, I will say, what comes out over here, so I will say, so what, what do we get from here? So I will say, so number one, halacha lamaisa, the Nazir B'tara is bringing three karbanos, right? What are three karbanos? Chatos, shlamim, and ola. Chata Shlom and Ola. Which one is shafted first? Machlokes. Machlokes between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Huda, it's Shlomim, Rabbi Lazar, Chatos. Here's what we agree on. What happens after the shafting of the first carbon? Hair cutting. Hair cutting. Rabbi will say, where is hair cutting done? Where is hair cutting done? So the Lashon of the Pasuk is Pesach Oel Moed. But does it literally mean opposite the entry into the Mikdash? No, because that would be degrading. That would be degrading. Rather, we will say we're going to see it's done in the Azar. It's done in the courtyard, but not actually opposite the entrance, entrance way to the Beis HaMikdash. We'll see what happens with the hair a little bit as well. Another drasha. What do we learn? It is Dafka Anazir who gets his hair cut in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Anazira. Right? Out of, out of concerns for modesty, her haircut is done in a more public setting. Beautiful. 
Mishnah was is great. It's great. This is great. Mishnah. Amabez, Memhe 45b, four lines down, Mishnah. So how you know, tell Searosh, as well as it's an average word of this. It's always exciting to see Mishnahis like that, that are like, I will say, like in a sequential procedural order. So that, that's literally what we're being taken, this is a journey. We're literally being taken through the process of Tara for the Nazir. So how you know, tell Searosh, as well as it's now he's cut his hair. When did he cut his hair? Let's go back. When did he cut his hair? When did he cut his hair? After what? After which carbon? Right? So really, it's saying good. it's anyone. Machlokis, ideally, which should be first? Right? Should it be Rabbi Huda, the Shlamim, Rabbi Lazar, the Chatas? But the Mishnah already said, Bidi Ebed, as long as there was a carbon that was offered, he could do his hair cutting. Fine. So now I'll say, cut his hair. Hainotel Ser Roshniso. So now I'll say, now, what does the Nazir have? He has his hair. What does he do with his hair? Bless you. Mishaleach Tachas Hadud. Well, say he throws it under the dud. Now, what's the dud? It's not your hot water heater. I just want to say, so what's right? What, what's the dud? So I say the dud in this context ultimately again is is the pot. Now, remember again, I will say, Arab vichatos, the ola, and the shlami. So remember again, chatos, kohen, ola, mizbeach, shlamim is the one carbon that the owner gets a chaylek of. So we'll say now, what's happening over here? Where is the Nazir preparing his? So now the Nazir gets, a, gets meat, right? He gets meat to the Shlamim. Where is the Nazir preparing his meat? Again, in the Azara, in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash, in what we call the Lishkas Hanazirim, right? In that chamber, in that chamber in the courtyard. So we'll say, now what does he do with his hair? See, he's cooking up, see, he's cooking up some Shlamim. Right? So we'll say, so now what happens? There's a pot. There's a fire underneath the pot. He takes his hair, he takes his Nazarite Naz- Naz- hair, and he throws it into the fire underneath the pot in which he is cooking the shlamin. Incredible. Then gilach b'medina lo Now this is all presupposing that where is the nazar taking his haircut in the azara in the court of the beis If he took his haircut outside of the nazar, medina just means outside of the beis If he took his haircut somewhere else, then what? Lo then he would not go ahead and put his hair in the fire underneath the pot cooking the carbon. When, when is this so? When do we say that you throw your hair in the fire underneath the pot cooking the carbon? That's only Rabosai with a, what we'll call a haircut impurity. In other words, we're talking about the hair cutting at the normal conclusion of your Nazirus. Rabosai, when it comes to Taglachas Atuma, which means what? The Nazir became Tame. And once again, when Nazir comes to what does he have to do? He also has to cut his hair. That hair was not thrown into the fire underneath the carbonos. That would not be thrown into the fire underneath the carbon. Ramirez says, no. Not true. Ramirez says, in general, whenever the Nazir takes a haircut, he always throws the hair in the fire underneath the pot cooking the carbon. Chutz. With one exception, one exception, Ramir says, the one exception will be if a Nazir Tame is doing his haircut outside of the Beis Amikdash, that hair wouldn't get thrown in. Okay, so I will say, so let, let, let's go with what we know. What we know, what, right, what's definitive from the Mishnah is if you are a regular Nazir who finished your Nedinaziris, cutting your hair in the Beis Amikdash, cutting your hair in the Beis Amikdash, right, I will say, what do you do with the hair? What do you do with it? You throw it into the fire underneath the pot in which you're cooking the shlamim. 
Okay? Everything else sounds like it's subject to machlokas, right? What happens if you didn't do your hair cutting in the basement? You did it outside the basement, you burn the hair, that's machlokas. What about if you're a nazir tome, cut your hair, the tuma, do you throw it into the fire? Machlokas. Okay, let's go. Says the Gemara. It's really fascinating. Notel Seir Nizro. So what's that? Notel Seir Rosh Nizro. Tanarabanon. V'yacharkach notel asarotav v'nosin al seir rosh nizro u'mishalayach tach as dud shal shlamim. Wow. So I'll say there's another piece. What's the other piece? So I'll say there's one one more piece that Mishal didn't mention. So I'll say so now what happens again? Let's just let's just let's just place our nazir. So where is our nazir? Our nazir is standing in the lishkas hanazirim, which is in the southeast corner of the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. What is he doing in that corner? So we'll say he has cut his hair, right? He's already cut his hair. He's cooking up his shlamim. He's cooking up, right? The shlamim is offered up on the Mizbeach. He gets his part. He's cooking up his part of Lishkas Hanazir. Now, what did the Mishnah tell me? What did Mishnah tell me? He takes his hair. He throws the hair into the fire underneath the pot of shlamim meat that he's cooking. Now the Gemara adds in, by the way, one more piece. He takes some shlamim gravy, puts it on the hair before he puts the hair in the fire. Shlomim gravy, right? Shlomim gravy on the hair, puts that on the, right? So notal sarotov. So while he's holding the hair, he puts some shlomim gravy on that hair, right? And ultimately, then he goes ahead, then he goes ahead and puts that in the fire underneath the shlomim. Then we'll say, by the way, the says it just parenthetically, if you were to throw the hair underneath another carbonic pot, then also, in other words, let's say the Kohanim are cooking up their chatos meat, and the Nazir were to go ahead and throw his hair underneath the chatos meat, right? Then that would be fine as well. Or Asham, if they were offering up their Asham, to which the Gemara says, Asham, but Nazir is talking about, Asham, where does Asham come from? say, there's no Asham over here. There's no Asham, right? Also, remember again, Asham, right? By, by Nazir Betara, there's only what? There's only what? A chatas, an ola and a shlam. There's no Asham, to which the Gemara says, Asham ben Nazir Tarmi'ika. Amarav is what it means to say, Im Nazir Tameh, Meshach Tachasadun Shal Asham Yatsa. What's the word it's talking about as an Nazir Tameh? Also, remember again, by a Nazir Tameh, what does a Nazir Tameh bring? So I'll say, ultimately, again, a Nazir, a Nazir Tameh, a Nazir Tameh, brings an asham of two birds, two birds as ashamos, one ultimately offered up as a chantos, one offered up as an ola. So if by Nazir Tameh, he cut his hair and he threw it underneath the asham fire, that would be acceptable as well. To which the Yorah Zemina Hanimili, they both say, now this is very interesting, because what, what have we just been introduced to? What have we introduced to? We have just been introduced to gravy. To gravy, that is really, I was like, no, this is one of those things, you, sometimes you ever have like a moment where like you, you, you think to yourself, if somebody just walked in, like for the first time and never learned anything in their life, right, and just sat down and heard this, they'd be like, what is this? This is one of those moments, right? So I would say, the Gemara just said to us, so what happens over here? The Nazir takes his hair, the Nazir takes his hair, his short, shorn hair, is that the right word? His shorn hair, and what does he do? He pours a little shlamim gravy on it, and he puts it underneath the fire. The Gemara says, whoa, where did that come from? First of all, I want to point out the Mishnah made no mention of gravy, right? So where where did this come from? Immediately, Amarava, Amarava, Amakra, Asher Tachas Zeva Hashlamim. Shabbos so said this is, this is actually fascinating. This Joshua, the pasuk says the pasuk says that ultimately again the Nazir will cut his hair, 
He will put it on the fire, talking about his hair, put it on the fire that is underneath the shlamim. So the Gemara Darshins, part of the carbon should also be under the carbon. That even the shlamim should be under the shlamim. We'll say now, how is the shlamim under the shlamim? How, how, how could that happen? If what? You take a little bit of gravy, you put it on the hair, so that something amazing happens. Not only is the hair under the shlamim, but what? The shlamim's underneath the shlamim as well. Incredible. But we just said that if you burn the hair underneath the pot of chatas, you're also yotze. So the Gemara says, My taima, omekra, zevach, lerabos hesachatas va'asham. Pazik says, zevach, right? In other words, you'll burn it under the zevach. That comes to include chatas and hashem So the idea is, you just ideally have to burn the hair underneath the fire that's being used to cook a carbon. Now, I also remember, again, I just want to point out, if you're not a Kohen, you're not eating chatos and you're not eating asham. Right? Only Kohanim can eat that. So on the shlamim, the nazir is burning the hair underneath the fire or in the fire that is cooking the portions of the carbon that he, the nazir, is going to eat. And that's where he's going to apply gravy. In the other cases, you could burn it underneath a quote-unquote sacrificial fire, but that's being used to prepare meat for Kohanic consumption, not for his consumption. So the Lord says as follows, Vaha, lahai zevach, merota, but one second. But we'll say you already used the word zevach to teach us that you have to apply gravy to the hair. In king limakram merotav hashlamin. The pastor could have said, Rotov, my Zavach. Rabbi said, What does Zavach teach me? Shmamina, Rabbos, Chatas, Vashem. So we'll say, <clears throat> The word Zavach actually comes to teach me two things. Number one, Zavach teaches me that I apply some Shlamim gravy to the hair before I go ahead and burn it. And number two, it also teaches me what? That even if you don't burn it in the fire underneath the Shlamim, if you burn it underneath the fire of the Chatas and the Asham, that is fine as well. Maybe the Apostle of Zevach comes to teach me that it's only in the fire of the Chatas and the Asham that you burn the hair. So I'll say that I should have said Shlamim Vezevach. Why does it say Zevach Shlamim? Shmamina Tarti. Ultimately, learn both points, like we just said before. So we'll say, now listen to this. Everyone, every nazir, every nazir burns his hair underneath the fire. Now we'll say, when we say every nazir, so remember again, every nazir, there, there are a couple of different models over here, right? Let's say for a nazir, Batara, a regular nazir who just finished out his nadinazirus. What are the two models of both say? Model number one is he's taking his haircut in the base of Mikdash. Model number two is he's taking his haircut outside of the base of Mikdash. So the Bryson now says, Everyone burns their hair underneath the fire of the Shlomim in the Lishkas Hanazirim in the Beis HaMikdash. With one exception. With one exception, a Nazir Tameh who did his haircut outside of the Beis HaMikdash. That's the only guy who does not go ahead and burn his hair underneath the, uh, uh, on the fire, in the carbonic fire. Why? Because holds that a Nazir Tame who did his haircut outside of the Beis HaMikdash, his hair is buried. His hair is buried. Rabbi Yudha says, no. 
Torim kan the kan hayum shalchin. Tmeim kan the kan lo hayum shalchin. Rebbe Yehuda says not true. Rebbe Yehuda says Torim if you're an azir tar if you're an azir tar. So if you're an azir tar, what's again? Remember what is an azir? What is a azir tar? What is an azir tar? Just a regular Nazir finishes out his Nadir Naziros. If you are a Nazir Tahar, so ultimately, again, whether you had your hair cut in the base of Mikdash or outside of the base of Mikdash, you would send your hair in to be burned in the fire underneath the Shlomim, or if not the Shlomim, underneath the Chatas and the Asham as well. Right? However, Tmeim Kan Vekan Lohayim Rabbi Huda says, if you're a Nazir Tameh, Another time, his hair is not burned in the mikdash. Instead, what, what happens with his hair? Buried outside of the mikdash. Buried outside of the mikdash. The chum the chum say hakol lo hayim mishalchin tachas adud. Chum say no. In general, in general, there's only one case of where hair is burned underneath the fire in the base of the mikdash. So we'll say what's the one case, right? Tar shem mikdash mikdash shenasa kimitzvaso. The Chachamim say there's only one case, ultimately, again, of hair that's burned in the Mikdash. And I will say, what case is that? That's the Nazir Tahar, ultimately, again, who's cutting his hair in the Vesan Mikdash. Why? Because that guy is doing what he's supposed to be doing. Every other case, ultimately, again, every other case, Halacha Lamaisa, would go ahead and be buried outside of the Vesan Mikdash. Okay, so I will say, so let's, we, we have one minute. We have one minute. So let, let me begin. So I will say, so that is actually very interesting. Now, I do want to point out, this is not the end of the process, but in terms of what do we have up until this point. So I said, let me begin just to share with you. Actually, no, let, let, let me, yeah. Let me begin to share with you this idea. So the Ramam writes as follows. He says, he says, actually, you know what I'm going to do? We'll stop over for today. We'll stop here for today. We're going to pick up, we're going to pick up, so we give people two minutes to put on the film. We'll stop over for today. I just want to point out, these are very exciting sukkahs, we'll say, because by the time we get to the end of the parak, which is, which is Shabbos, Shabbos in Hashem, we will have a completely well-rounded view of the entire process of the Torah of the Nazir, both for the Nazir Tar as well for the Nazir Tameh.